0: Hello and welcome in to the third ever episode here of the Flight Crew, brought to you by the Flyover. I'm Anthony Belomo with my co-host.
1: And I'm Laura Moran.
0: And we're here with a very special guest today.
2: I am David Sikowski. Dave.
0: Of the football
2: team. Of the football team. Of the nice. football team. Sorry. <laughs> good?
1: You're good, you're
0: good. Um so let's get let's get it started here. Um obviously Stonehill made the big transition to Division One this year. Um what was it like going from a small town in Connecticut to a school that now plays Division One
2: football. Yeah, shout out Southbury, Connecticut. There, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, I was thinking about it just like this week in general after the win on Saturday, and then just the past couple of days, like just a journey that's brought me here to Division One football at Stonehill. Like, it's uh, a lot of it was in my hands. Some of it was, you know, outside of my control. I had no control of Stonehill going from D two to D one, but. I mean, the process has been great, and I mean, going from playing at a public high school in Connecticut to being here at Stonehill, I mean, it's crazy. It's just crazy to look back on, and it's awesome. Mm -hmm.
1: So how are you holding up with even, like, the difference between going from small town to D1, but how are you holding up between the difference from last year to this year?
2: I uh, I mean, the difference has been a lot. I mean, the base of what we do is still the same. You know, our culture stays the same, but... Just the intensity at practice, the intensity at lift, everything's just amplified by 10 with the Division One move. And, you know, there, no matter what we do, there's always that sense of urgency just to keep, you know, grinding and just keep playing hard. And, you know, not that it wasn't like that before, but just that heightened sense of urgency is just a lot with D1. But it's nothing that the guys can't handle. It's something we've embraced, and I think that's shown up in the record. So.
0: Yeah, and obviously, for people that don't know, Dave is one of the best offensive linemen we have here at Stonehill. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so <laughs> I probably should have said that at the start, but um, have you noticed a difference in, like, the level of competition for the guys you're going up against on the D-line?
2: Uh, yeah, definitely, uh, you know, with not not that the talent level increased that, like, dramatically, but in Division Two, there are some games where you knew, you know, you're going to be going against a good D-line. Some games you are like, ah, oh, you know, I don't think that, you know, their front seven are that good with now being D1. You know, every team you go against is, you know, like the, the top dogs. And, you know, I don't look ahead at what D-line I'm going against. I don't look at, you know, I don't really care who I line up across from. But uh, just knowing that you're going to get your best each and every week and you're going to have to give out your best uh, is definitely a big thing with D1 and it's something I've enjoyed, and it's not the challenge I continue to look forward to doing this Saturday, next Saturday, and hopefully next year.
1: Mm-hmm. So, thinking about, you know, great competition, let's talk about the Duquesne game.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: How did that feel? Like, how was that win for you?
2: <laughs> that game was fun. That was probably uh, <laughs> one of the most fun games this year. Uh, to be honest with you, going into the game, I didn't know what to expect. It was our first D1 game. I never played in a D1 game. Uh, I mean, we prepared for in the weeks ahead and going back from all my work over the summer and the winter, uh, I knew what had to get done and the team knew what had to get done. And we just showed up. I don't think we came with any fear. We're like, Hey, fuck it. If we're going to, if we're (laughs) going to, we're going to go out and play, we're going to go out and play. And that's what we did. And, you know, just took things one play at a time and came out with the win. It was awesome.
0: Yeah. And I mean, just being an observer there, like, the crowd, everything like the day, it just felt—it was it, electric. It felt so much bigger than any game that we've witnessed. I feel like on this campus, it's—it's it's
2: funny you say that because you know we have our team breakfast in the morning before the games, and I drove over to the sports complex to you know get ready for the game, obviously. And as I was walking into the sports complex with you know the new NEC banners and just the buzz of the tailgate, I I just knew that day it was it was something cool I was a part of. Something the schools never experienced, and I was I'm lucky enough to contribute to that first Division One win. It was awesome.
0: Would you say that's the biggest win of your career?
2: Um, I mean I I haven't really thought about that. I mean it's definitely one of the biggest wins in my career. I don't know if I'd call it the biggest win, just because you know the next game is always the most important, and that's what I look forward to. Yeah. So, but I mean it was definitely a big win, no doubt.
1: Is there any like? moment in high school that you look back at like one high school game that you think made you the player that you are or like one high school game that like sticks with you
2: oh yeah no doubt about it uh spencer dunfrey uh (laughs) week two of my senior year it was my team versus his team uh high versus east slime high and that game ended up being a 42 41 win for uh, my team in pomp in overtime and it was the first time my school experienced you know real winning in a while and just the atmosphere of that game uh just everything about it and just going having it come down to the wire to a 42 41 win for me and my team it was great uh and I, it's hard to top that game obviously I've had games in college that have topped that game but uh no doubt that was a, that was a real fun one
0: do you still talk to Spencer about that one? Oh yeah we were talking about it today <laughs> we
2: were talking about it today Spencer was saying how he saw my parents or something after the game it was like, oh, yeah, remember when uh, I went against your son in high school. I was like, I don't know if they know that, Spence, but sure. Good for you. <laughs>
0: um, So kind of transitioning here, Um, what are you looking to do after college?
2: Uh, the plan has been and still continues to be that I want to teach. I want to head back to Connecticut most likely, and uh, I'll be teaching high school history hopefully uh, and hopefully coaching alongside with that. So
1: Nice. Yeah. What? lead you to go into education is there something that draws you to it is it like going back to your hometown and coaching or is it like what leads you to be an educator
2: uh my mom's an educator uh she works at the Frederick Gunn school in Connecticut and uh obviously she had a big influence on me no doubt and when I was in high school I didn't really know what path I wanted to take in my life especially going into like my junior senior year and I just had a lot of great educators around me and I knew how much they contributed to my life. And same thing for the coaches that I had in my life. I mean, uh, coaches I've had, like my high school coach, uh, Coach Reed, and my other high school coach, Coach Pereira. Um, They're great influences on my life. And I just knew that the joy and fulfillment I got from their help on my life is something that I wanted to give back, no doubt about it. And whether that's in the classroom or coaching on the field, uh, I just feel like that's something I want to do with my life because, I, to be honest with you, I don't think I could think of anything more fulfilling than that. And that's what I want to do. So
0: That's awesome. Wow, that's beautiful. Wow. <laughs> I didn't mean that to they sound don't. super poetic. <laughs> <No>? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, what's your teaching style going to be? Oh, uh, good question.
2: History uh,
1: teachers are the best. Yeah, I, know.
0: <laughs>
2: um, I mean, I, I hope to be a loose teacher. I don't want to be the... The teacher that people you know the the kids talk behind oh, my back
1: Mr. And, yeah,
2: exactly, I don't want to be that person, so hopefully I could be uh you know good with the students and hopefully not want to rip the heads off of other teachers because I know <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure that there'll be some people I don't get along with, and others I will get along with, but hopefully the, I can make it through the drama <laughs> the
0: drama of the school yeah,
2: yeah. oh that's that's what kind of what I've been dreading about going back it's like, yeah, of course, I want to go back to teach high school that's what i've dedicated the past five years for but like man dealing with the high school drama it's like oh <laughs> <laughs>
0: Who are you gonna sit with at the table at lunch like yeah that's, that's what i'm yeah.
2: saying like yeah. what what teachers are gonna want to hang out with me seriously are they gonna, gonna invite you to me? their clique are they not yeah, like. are, maybe maybe like i could have the kids let me in on uh one of their cliques or something maybe <laughs> i'll <laughs> hang out with them at lunch
0: <laughs> um so let's uh let's transition back to football here um so obviously in the past couple of years there's been some changes to the o-line coaching staff has that been difficult for you at all with having a couple different coaches in your Uh, time here
2: i think it's four now that i'm on let me think wow yeah four so i mean i I, people people say that's a bad thing and that you know they don't they think that that change in coaching is a big impact and it is to a certain extent but luckily i've always had the same head coach coach gardner i've always had the same offensive coordinator coach moody So that, you know, it's not like each time there's a new O-line coach who's a big change. But I think each O-line coach that I've had here has brought something different um, in a good way because I've been able to incorporate different uh, teaching styles from, uh, you know, whatever they brought forward, and it's integrated into the player I am today. And having Coach Berardelli, our current offensive line coach, he's awesome. He's a player's coach. He works as hard, and we have our fun, but... At the end of the day, he wants to see me succeed. He pushes me every day, and that's what's allowed me to become the player I am today.
1: So we're going to, if we could put the graphic here, whoever is editing this. <coughs> oh, God. There's a picture of you on a phone. Um, who was on that phone in the
2: postgame? <laughs> oh, I smacked the mic. <laughs> Oops. Uh, that is, uh, I've, both, I've been on the phone only twice in my career, once last year, once this year, and both times are with Coach Moody. Uh that particular game, I was on the phone. I was playing center at the time, and it was right after my first drive, Coach Moody. I, I walk off the sideline, and I hear, Coach Moody's on the phone for you, which normally isn't a good thing. So I'm, I go over. I'm like, ah, shit. What did I do? <laughs> he just calls me over. He's like, oh, what would you see out there? I told him, and he's like, all right, good work. Keep going. I was like, okay. you like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, like, <sighs> <yeah. laughs> was like uh, the game's already, like, Fifty six nothing, whatever the <laughs> post game was. I was like, I guess I don't know. Hopefully, there's not too much I can mess up between now and the end of the game. <laughs>
0: that that photo was uh, that photo went viral like, for yeah. a little bit there. That was um that was that a good was pick. Sick. Yeah, I know.
2: Did, which one of you guys posted it? Was it you? You one oh, of You two yeah. or Joe? President President, I, uh, President uh, Joe. Joe. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Were President. you posing?
2: Was it? Were I, was I posing were for posing? the photo? No, I wish I was. <laughs> uh, to be completely honest, I wish I was more aware on game day at the sideline. I don't know, I, I no. kind of look like a, a maniac walking around out there. I don't really notice anything else. After I, I think after almost every game I've played here, someone's come up to me after, oh, I was chanting your name from the stands. Did you hear me? I, nope, didn't hear
0: you. <laughs> My fault. <laughs> so, off of that, how did you get the shovel
2: privileges? Oh, uh, this is something I wanted to avoid, Thanks, like <laughs> Sid. Um, there, There's a kind of a story behind this and kind of not. So, going into my junior year before the first game, I just, we always had the team shovel. You know, people brought it out. I think uh, Frankie did it my freshman year. Uh, obviously, I didn't have my sophomore year due to COVID. So, at my junior year, I didn't, I didn't know who the, the shovel bearer was, I guess. And before the first game, I was just thinking, I was like, man, it would be really cool if I could take the shovel out. You know, it's usually been something an offensive lineman has done. So, going into that first game versus Bloomsburg, my junior, I was like, I'm going to try to take it out. If I can, great. If a senior wants to do it, someone else wants to do it, fine, whatever. And I brought it out. No one said something to me that week. Next week, I did it again. Just (laughs) kept going. And it's evolved into something of its own because now half the people I know know me because of the shovel. And it's... I think it's kind of ridiculous, but I also think it's kind of cool. So there's that.
0: <laughs> uh, definitely cool because, I mean, I feel like you're always the one leading everyone out. It's like you got the shovel on the shoulder. You're leading the group out. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's
2: awesome. I I love carrying the thing around. Uh, I mean, it's a, the shovel, whether people realize they're not supposed to be. A, I forget the. Like the it's the, like symbolism. Yeah, it's supposed like a deeper to meaning. symbolize, you know, our dig principle, discipline, intellect, and grit. That's uh, the founding principles of our program. As Check any, out
1: Anthony's sweatshirt. Just yeah, exactly. Sweatshirt. <laughs> I mean, almost
2: all of our gear has it on there. and <laughs> It's not just, I mean, obviously it's kind of a a corny, uh, you know, thing to say, you know, keep digging. But at the same time, it's just something that we've all bought into, you know, having discipline, having intellect, having grit. It's just part of our program and that's what that shovel's supposed to represent and it's honestly I'm it makes me really proud to be able to carry it and but <laughs> as funny as it is to hear people know know me as the shovel guy I think it's cool <laughs> that I get to represent our program like that and I don't know I just think it's cool
0: yeah for sure
1: are you gonna pass the shovel down how do you think that's oh uh, sh- transition I, is gonna be tough I've been
2: 50 50 because on the one end I become the shovel person so it's like kind of expected that I hand it down but at the same time I got it I, I it's not like I was like, oh, so someone came up to me and was like, Oh, you're gonna be the shovel person. I just kinda owned it. So I don't know if I want it to be like a kind of thing where it becomes a tradition to pass it down or just something where I'm just gonna be like, Hey, if you wanna do it, go claim it. Yeah. I don't know. I gotta think about that. Kinda like kinda like Thor's hammer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> are, you, are you worthy? Are you worthy? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Um Yeah, go
1: ahead. Um, so let's Overall, do you have a story from your four years of being here that, like, sticks out to you? Best memory.
0: On the spot. Put you on the spot.
2: Yeah, I was going to say. Your um, best
1: memory ever. Go.
2: Not that these were my best memories, but uh, I'm just kind of drawn back to the COVID year. Just, like, coming to where I am now and just looking back upon that, when every day it was just, like, I showed up to try to play football and not know what was going on. Um, And that all led up to our first game last year, and I think that was the moment I remember the most from anything that year, uh, it was pregame. We're in the locker room, uh, getting ready for the game and coach Gardner comes in to do his, you know, team meeting that we do in the locker room before the game. And he was just like, we haven't played a game in 500 something days. I was like, I was sitting in the locker room. I was like, Oh shit. I was like, <laughs> I haven't played a sport. I love, I haven't been with my teammates and this was all before my first start. And and that moment all just hit me how much, like, I appreciate football, how much I love my teammates, how much I love being here at Stonehill. And I don't know, just adding that moment onto everything that happened during that COVID year has kind of just been the thing that keeps pushing me to this day. And I, it's a, whether I realize it or not, it's a privilege to play football here and be a part of this community. And uh, just that little moment before my first start my junior year just kind of summarizes all that I guess yeah
0: I mean that's crazy because I feel like not a lot of us would have thought that COVID would have been something that would be a long-lasting memory yeah (laughs) a lot of us wanted to put that
2: out (laughs) not not that I necessarily you know put it forward a COVID year sucked but (laughs) um it's just it's just the work that we put in that's you know I I remember going back to not being able to even get in a gym and just having the flip tires on the my high school field because I didn't know what else to do that's the only way I knew how to train and just looking back on all those experiences and coming to now where now I'm fortunate enough to be able to lift with my teammates now I'm fortunate enough to play football on the field it's just something I never thought that was a privilege until that happened and not that I'm happy that it did happen it's just something that I look back on now and I was like wow like this could all be taken like that yeah. and it's just made me so much more appreciative of just being being around everyone here being at Stonehill being a part of the team and Everything that's led me to doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome.
1: Everything has led to this exact moment. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: so that's the best moment, right? Mm-hmm. What's What's the worst play or worst game of your career? Is mm-hmm. there like a one play where you're like, "Oh man, that went that went bad terribly."
2: Yeah. So the New- University of New Haven game last year, which I hate to put out publicly, but. <laughs> um should we put a clip in here I, I still think it, it still motivates me to this day and I think about it is we were down in that game early and there was a drive we were coming back we ran like a flea flicker play got a first down and up until that point in the season I had never never directly given up a sack and I gave up my first sack and not only was it a sack it was a strip sack went to the other team and I'll never forget that feeling after that game after that loss because we knew we had something ahead of us we could have won any 10 title and we didn't and we knew that and I've made it my goal since to never put myself in that position again and to never be in a place where I thought I could be let down as much as I was that day and sorry that makes it sound a little bit dramatic but um (laughs) you know that's just that's just another thing that's motivated me to you know do my best every day because you know I don't know when I'll be in that position again. Uh, I mean, obviously I have a game Saturday, but you know what I mean? Um, And the next time that opportunity comes up, whether it's this year, next year, whenever that may be, not even on the football field, I just want to know that – remember that bad experience that I had and just use it and motivate me for the next time.
0: Yeah. Nice. Um. Best player you've gone against? I know you said earlier you don't really usually pay attention to who you're going up against, but is there one guy in particular that you're like, man, that guy's good?
2: Uh, to be completely honest, no. I mean, this past week, I against uh went against a real good player, number one. Uh, St. Francis, number four. Um, Sacred Heart, number 44. I don't know any other names. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> scouting yeah, just report numbers. doesn't list them. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all I can see on the field. I'm not looking for their back plate. Um, but to be completely honest, there's not... So a specific player that made me, you know, go like, oh my God, this player is so good that, you know, he stuck out to me that much. It's just each team we play, there's going to be guys that, you know, you have to key in on and that's what I focus on. And after that, it's on to the next challenge. I mean, maybe you ask me that question again <laughs> in a few years, maybe I'll have a different <laughs> answer, but that's just how I feel right now. Yeah. yeah.
1: So kind of reflecting on your career, is this like, what's one thing that you're going to take away from Stonehill football as you move on from Stonehill College?
2: Uh, I think just the work ethic piece of it, Um, you know, every day is a grind and, you know, it's kind of prototypical for athletes to come out and say that where it's like, oh, I'm living in the grind right now. No, like, I mean, I, I, when I say I'm living in the grind, I, I truly mean it. Obviously there's people going through tougher things than I am. I, I'm just a person playing a game at the end of the day, but you know, between having to lift every day, go to class, get homework done. And then have the outside, you know, worries on top of that, like, you know, your social life, you know, what homework you have that night, um, you know, your family. And uh, I haven't seen my family in almost a year, you know. Uh, you know, I've seen them on and off, but I haven't been able to go home. So, you know, that's just the stuff that, I'm sorry, what was the original question? I kind of went off on a tangent. <laughs> like,
1: what, like, what are you going to take away from Stonehill football?
2: Oh, uh, <laughs> that that's what I was going for is <laughs> like all all those sacrifices and stuff. has just made me um, a better person really because uh, I, kn- I feel like I know what it takes to work hard. I know what it takes to become successful, whether that's in an athletics uh, situation, uh, academic situation, whatever it might be that is presented for me. And I just feel like Stonehill football is really preparing me to face adverse situations going forward.
0: Awesome. Yeah. That's good. All
1: right, so now we're gonna do a little segment called uh, "Fight or Flight." Oh. Oh God. You're gonna answer as quick as you can. Um, we're You're gonna actually put the first, first first person, guest. first person ever. This is a new segment. Oh, this is
0: new. Yeah.
2: This is new. Oh, yeah. All right. You're a guinea
1: pig. Um, but we're gonna put a little timer on. I'll put it on my. I'll put it on my phone. But uh, on the screen, you'll see it.
2: I looked up to the clock. I was like, "Oh, is that where the <laughs> cool timer is?" <laughs> no. Sorry. Um,
1: how long should we set it? What do you think?
0: Well, we got seven questions here. Are they, are they Actually,
2: elaborate questions or are no, they? No, they're
0: <laughs> going to be quick. Right up top <laughs> should of the question. I, should I set a minute? Let's do a minute. Yeah, let's do oh, a minute. A minute. No, no, 45 seconds. Okay. 45 seconds. he yeah, got, He's got oh, this in
2: All right,
1: Anthony and I are going to go back and forth asking you these quick questions. First thing that comes to your head, no thinking.
2: Okay.
0: All right, ready? I'll go first. Yep. All right. I'm nervous. Go. Morning practice or night practice?
2: Morning.
1: Overnight or day trip?
2: Overnight.
0: Purple or white jersey?
2: Purple.
1: Uh, arm day or leg day?
2: Leg. Uh, long distance or Hold sprint? T- uh, long distance, hundred percent.
1: Uh, one song in your pregame playlist.
2: Uh, fade to black, Metallica. Uh, one superstition before the game. Uh, if I don't do all my pregame rituals, we won't win.
1: <laughs> and then pregame meal.
2: Uh, whatever the Commons has.
1: <laughs> awesome, <laughs> with thirteen seconds to spare. Woohoo!
2: Nice. nice. We might
0: have to lower that. Yeah, we're, we're gonna, gonna like have to lower it. Seconds? We're gonna have to lower it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I fumbled nailed a little
2: that. bit on one of them. No, no it's okay.
1: That. No, you nailed that. <laughs> 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 all right. So thank you so much for coming. This was awesome.
0: And yeah,
2: thank you guys for having me. Of course. We really appreciate it. this. Was fun.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in and catch us next time yeah. here. On thank the you all for
2: listening. You guys make this happen, and without without the fans of the flyover, I want to be able to do this. Okay. And you guys make it great. So thanks, Stonehill.
0: Yeah. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Lauren, can we get a Rock noise? Yeah. <laughs> oh my.